Welcome to Baron's Faith Farm, the podcast where we discuss the following principles. Be a good citizen. Be good to yourself. Be good to your family. Be a giver rather than a taker. And do good wherever we go and sit. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Now, let me introduce your host, Rochpal, who we fondly refer to as the gardener. Once again, I'm honored and pleased to be with all of you this beautiful, cloudy Wednesday morning in London, UK, on 31st January 2024, at or about 10.30 a.m. This recording is being done as before, with help of Chris. I want to take this opportunity before I start my fourth podcast to wish all my listeners a happy, prosperous and a peaceful new year 2024. Let us all get together and be kind to one another and each other. I wish to thank once again and offer my gratitude to Chris who has made it possible to record this podcast and my law lecturer who has encouraged me throughout my journey to succeed. I would also like to thank Leah and Eva who are teenager daughters of Chris. Chris tells me that my humble submission is being disseminated by Leah amongst teenagers who are our future. And I thank all of them who listened to my message, which Leah has sent to her friends. As you already know, today is my fourth podcast being recorded in London, England, which is in the United Kingdom on a beautiful, cloudy, crisp Wednesday morning. This podcast is my humble submission and nothing in this podcast is is intended to libel or slander anyone. It is not preaching. It is not intended to force anyone to do anything if they do not wish to listen to it or act upon it. However, I am humble enough to admit that if you find anything I can improve upon, elaborate upon, discuss or talk about, I would be most grateful to hear from you. If this podcast upsets you in any way, please forgive me. And if this podcast brings you some solace, some happiness, or you feel sympathy towards me or towards others, I am most grateful and thank you from the bottom of my heart. I wish once again to my listeners every happiness, good health, wealth and prosperity. As I record, the greenery which I'm looking at is unrivaled and one can see blue sky most of the days and the air is clean and relatively pure. I live in a lush, leafy area, not too far away from a huge park, similar to the one in New York, USA. And I can hear parrots chirping about. And if I want to see water cascade or Italian gardens or river Thames, 
all I have to do is walk a few minutes and it is close by. It is a beautiful part of London and very famous people live around where I am at the time of this podcast. The river where the annual boat race finishes between Cambridge and Oxford University is not too far. The sun is peeping through the trees and when I look out of the window, I can see greenery. It is so beautiful, you have to see it to believe it. Not long ago, a young man from Kuwait said on national TV that in exchange for London, he would not mind giving up the whole of Kuwait because London is safe, secure, has most of the facilities and the weather is very good and is lush and green. I cannot doubt his words. You may say I am biased and I'm not going to argue with you over that either. I live in the United Kingdom and it is my home. Above all, it is my moral duty to appreciate the country or the part of the UK where I live. I believe very strongly that all those who live in the UK from a sense of morality must be good citizens of the UK. We are all enjoying all the benefits of the UK, the wonderful civilization and a wonderful country. What we'll all enjoy in the UK is only a distant dream in many other parts of the world. As I said from the beginning, if we want happiness, we must adopt five very simple core principles of the charity. Where I am one of the volunteer trustees of the Darbadi Trust UK. We disseminate, be a good citizen of the country we live in. Be good to yourself because you are image of God. Be good to your family. That does not mean blood relations, but those who are around you. Be a giver rather than taker. By giving, you'll get. Do good wherever we go and sit. You already know, my name is Rush Paul, spelt with P-A-U-L. My middle name is Singh, and I belong to Bedi clan one of the direct descendants of the first prophet of Sikhs, Guru Nanak, the founder of Sikhism. In my last podcast, I alluded to the fact that in my clan, when we are born, the religious person gives us a temporary name. A birth chart is made by a well-known and renowned priest. According to the money you can afford, the birth chart is called Deva. When one is about a year old or plus, a kind of crowning ceremony takes place in my clan where a possible permanent name is chosen. The name is chosen by the invited guests in the presence of our religious scripture. The page of the scripture is opened randomly and the first letter of the scripture on the left page at the top is chosen as a guide. My birth name was changed by the invited guest when we became refugees in our own country due to partition. The religious scriptures page started with the letter K. The congregation, after discussion, chose my name to be Kultar. 
this name remains until one starts schooling. Either changed or remains the same throughout the life. In Bharat, commonly known as India, schooling starts at the age of five. The name once on right codes remains the same unless one changes with a deep fork. In our clan and in all Hindu stroke Sikh names, names have meanings. My name Kultar is made of two parts. Kul means clan and Tar means I will swim my lineage across this odious world to emancipation which we Hindus Sikhs all dream of. In other words, I will not bring the clan's name into disrepute. The reason Kultar was chosen is because my birth date is very close to the many saints, including Guru Nanak, my forefather, and the Pandit advised the congregation in accordance with his chart he had charted out. The house in Ludhiana, where we arrived at from Pakistan as refugees in our own country, was very big. But all the doors, all the furniture had been smashed by the outgoing Muslim family. My parents could not understand as to why that had been done to the property they were in now. My mother tells me that before leaving Pakistan, she gave the keys of the house to her Muslim neighbors, hoping that my mother will return one day to her house in Pakistan once the commotion had died down. She told her neighbor that if she wanted to use anything, it was there. All she had to do was just respect it and use it. To the contrary, when they arrived in Ludhiana, they could not find anything to sleep on. There were no utensils to cook. There was nothing. My father was a commissioned officer. There's a place called Filor, just like Sandhurst, where officers are commissioned. It is very close to River Satluj, the boundary of Punjab with Delhi, and there is a border force. It is the same place where the British had to do a treaty with the last Sikh emperor, Maharaja Ranjit Singh. Mahan means great in English language. The best way to remember him is the Kohinoor diamond in the crown of the King Charles III in British royalty. My father did not go through the ranks. Instead, he was appointed an officer right away as happens when people go to Sandhurst in England, UK. Although we had come from Pakistan to Ludhiana, it was still a part of India. And my father was well known for his strength, fearlessness, and no nonsense police commander who knew how to tame rowdy criminals. He was soon stationed away from Ludhiana to Kalanor, my sisters and brothers were school age. And my eldest brother was of working age at the time of partition. He was just like my dad, handsome, tall, 
And my mom, my mom tells me that your dad bought him a fancy motorcycle like Harley Davis. And that is what he wanted. My parents tell me that he wanted a dry cleaning business, which was established for him. My mom tells me that he would spend more money on his own clothes, starched iron and letting the staff manage the show. He went around on his motorcycle, wasting both time and money. My mom tells me that he never got over leaving behind the lifestyle he had in Pakistan and felt like a fish out of water. My, my, my mom believed that he had a sweetheart in Pakistan, which none of us knew, but my mother had a feeling that he did. My father, my mother and all of them never got over the fact that they were uprooted for no good reasons. I'm impressing on this point because I'm going to do a podcast in which I would compare migration to partition. They are both the same. Because my father was known for his top rate management, the next thing I remember is that my father was transferred to manage three police stations, namely Kalanor, Rahon and Or, in three different parts of the same large area to fall under his command. My other siblings stayed behind in Ludhiana and my gypsy style just started because I was only a couple of years old, not at school and could be taken around with my parents. Classes in India or Bharat do not start until the age of five. The reason my father was asked to manage a vast area was because a notorious gangster had made life difficult for most in that part of India. The headquarter command sent my father to tame the villain. My father tells me that this gangster, when he heard that he was going to be stationed in that area, he twisted his moustache and swore and said, that he eats people like my father for his breakfast. He soon found out that how wrong he was. We were now in Kalanor, the area where Emperor Akbar was crowned because he was on a hunting trip when the news of his father's death was conveyed and it was decided there and then to crown him so that there is no threat to his birthright. Because my father was too honest to let anyone close to him, I recall I started having a lot of toys and I believe I was about two and two and a half or maybe three. I had a wooden box, red in color, full of toys. People used to bring those toys for me to get close to my dad, to get an audience with him. I was called Lalji by members of the public and everyone wanted to carry me around. Lalji means an apple of the eye, a prince, a precious, like a diamond. I explained that we went wherever our father was stationed as a police officer and our lives were like traveling gypsies. I don't remember 
being in one place for more than a few months or maybe here at the most. Constant moving about, just like gypsies. My mom, myself and our dad. Others stayed in Ludhiana to carry on with their studies, guided by my uncle Balbir Singh, which looked like Chris. He acted as a surrogate father. Myself, mum, dad were now in Kalanor. The houses are given by the government and are rarely small. They're usually fully furnished with all facilities fit for the rank of the officer. I recall our servants and our mayor were downstairs and we lived on the first floor in the pigeons, the floor above us. It was a very big rambling house where we could only use a few rooms. Because I had many toys, soon I had my aged friends around me who could not afford toys, did not have a big house. Fuss and food would come to our house and they would enjoy playing with me. One of them became a chum of mine and I recall him being mostly with me, so much so that our mayor started recognizing him as a permanent fixture. I could ride our mayor, who had a silky, beautiful brown hide and a white in her forehead. And when she would smell our father, she would dig her front hoofs and rake the ground and shake her head up and down. She would allow me to ride her and she would kneel her one left leg, make it like a ladder. And once I and my friend were on her back without a saddle, she would stand and I used to catch her mane and ride her as if I was a good horse rider. The truth is, the mare was very kind to me because I've seen her with my father on her back, galloping like wind. Her saddles had such a lovely smell and had a beautiful rug next to her skin with a beautiful piping done and frill on which sat the saddle. My father used to put extra covering on it so that her skin was protected from the saddle. They're usually very heavy. She had a beautiful hoops painted black, manicured, and she was so lovely to me and let me kiss her, make funny noises and play with me as she was kissing me. I recall getting ill and bedridden. This friend of my age, about my age, almost lived with us. He could get all the comforts of a rich household and lots of toys to play with. My illness became my next friend. I must have been ill for a week or so and my mum had gone out and left both of us at our home. He said to me, if you change your name to his name, my illness will go away. He belonged to a carpenter family who we called Tarkhans. He was of low status and considered below our status. 
but we were good friends. My mother treated him as if he was her second son. His name was spelt, as is done in carpenter families, Rashpal, R-A-S-H-P-A-L. I wanted to play with my toys. I wanted to eat sweets. As I said, I was sweet too. And other things were denied to me. I hated medicine. But I had to take them because I was ill. And my nose was running. Having to live in the bed. Not able to ride my mare. Not be able to go and be picked up and made fuss of. I wanted to get rid of this illness. I agreed with this suggestion. Most breeds are most breeds are from carpenters' families. He said, we'll go and see Bhai Sahib in Gurdwara. Gurdwara is a temple, a church, as Christianity will have it. Guru mean, as I've said before, one who takes from dark to light a building. And he knew where it was. He said to me, I'll take you there. I said to him that, how can we go there? He said, I'll take you. I said, who's Bhai Sahib? He said, he's the man who's a preacher. And he recites the holy book. I agreed with him. He said, have you got any money? I said, yes. The lowest currency in those days was paisa. It had a hole in it. I showed him. I said, that's all God. He said, well, I've got the same. If paisa wants more than one, I'll give mine. I agreed with him. In my next podcast, I will explain what happened. Why name my name is spelt Rashpur R S C Double H P A U L and the miracle of my cure. What happened until then? I wish all of you a very good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and a good night. With one thought, please do not forget to be a good citizen of the country you are living in. It doesn't really matter where you are. What matters is that you are a good citizen of that country. Be good to yourself because life is not a rehearsal. It is it. And if you're good to yourself, you will do good to others. Be good to your family. That doesn't mean your blood relations. It means those around you. As I said, to begin with, we all originate out of Africa. We are all cousins. Be a giver rather than a taker. If you give, you will get. I can assure you that. Do good wherever you go and sit. It's the same that others will do good. I must beg you leave. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow us to ensure you are notified of future episodes. Once again, thank you for listening. 
This podcast was brought to you by CSP Media.